Are you comfortable yet, Kim? Trying to. Did you push record on the computer, Kim? I did. Are we ready to holly our jollies? My... I hope so. What? Are we ready to holly our jollies? Holly our jollies. Oh, oh, oh there. I can hear you all now. Look at that. Ho, ho, ho. And Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate. Well, this is our Christmas episode, guys. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell by Josh's outfit that he's wearing. You are festive as well. I am very festive. It's as festive as you get. My shirt says, look at me being all festive and shit. And it has nice balls on it. Balls. I laughed when I saw it at the phrase and just that both of our outfits today represent us both pretty well. <sighs> Similar, yet... Very different. <laughs> Josh is dressed up like an elf. This was my, when I was an activities mm. person, used to brighten elderly ladies and gentlemen's days, <laughs> hopping around. I got me a pillow to put behind my back. I stopped and bought it this morning on the way here. I think I got too plump of a one. Too, she thick. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's real thick. Thick. <laughs> okay, that might be a little bit better. All right, I'm good. Uh, I'm all set. You situated. I'm situated, I think. So one of the things that we have to do today, guys, is because this is our Christmas episode, is we all have gifts that we have bought for each other. So excited. I know. For our Unmasked episode, we all bought each other kind of dirtier gifts. What do they call that? I just call them gag gifts. White elephant gifts, gag gifts, yeah, whatever it is. That could also be very dirty. (laughs) Right, right. But for this main episode, we all have gotten each other some fun gifts. Josh, do you want to go first and open well, your gifts? If you do mine first, the one that I got first, you have to open them together because I told you they were the same thing. Yes, just like our mom and grandma used I to actually, do. I'll let you go. We'll do Kim's together and then I'll let you go first because I've been waiting weeks for you to open okay. your dang present. I Is this what wait. you got us both? Yep, that's it. Okay. The other one. There you go. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, a office cup. Yeah, that's to keep your tea hot while you're recording. Feel mm. thy life. Thank you, Kim. Got a little teacups. What's this? <gasps> it's the Golden Girls. Thank Isn't you, Kimberly. Oh, I thought it was oh. so cute. I was really kind of... Disappointed that they weren't bigger than what they are, but story of my life. Girl. It's a blanket, isn't it? Cute? It's very comfortable. It's my office, yeah, it's blanket. really, it's really soft. Yeah, it's good on oh the my gosh. See, now you guys can watch the Golden Girls with the Golden Girls on your lap and a cup of hot something in your hand. Thank mm. you, Kimberly. It does get cold in here sometimes. I love it. It does feel good. I don't want to take it off now. <laughs> yeah, it is really soft. Gonna... Ooh, these legs are chilly. <laughs> You couldn't leave your long. Wear it. You look so cozy. It's cozy cozy and bright. All right, I'll open open another one. Oh, my God. Josh, you're making me do exercises. I know it. Oh, no. Did you lift this one up, Kim? No, I didn't lift it. He's the one that that divvied them. Had to buy a a good bag so it didn't rip open. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Cold brew All right. now you're, pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah, you're 
I was going to say, you're, they're, you're they don't blocking sell the camera. It anymore. Yeah. Now uh, it's concentrate. Well, I read the instructions. You have to add equal amounts of water to it or it'll be real strong. And you got me two of them. So excited. I saw them and it was right after we did our episode of when you said Starbucks stopped doing their pumpkin spice. And I went literally the next day and was so excited. <laughs> And I know your style of coffee cup, so I think I found you one. Oh, that, this is very lovely. A nice Christmas oh, cup. Oh, not Christmas. Yeah. It's Pretty. very nice. I like the size of it. Like, I really hate a real small mm-hmm. coffee cup. Yeah, I was I was disappointed oh, in those thermos ones. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, were a little like smaller it. than what I expected them to be. And it feels nice. Like, a nice size coffee cup that feels nice. That's a normal hand. size for us. Yeah. Got you a little tea, and yeah. that's just a little extra. A little I saw. Tea I was like, infuser. he doesn't have one of these. I bet he has some loose leaf tea. Yeah. Golly. Oh, some Ooh. pumpkin pie syrup. Pumpkin pie? I've yeah. never seen that one Me before. Either. I, I didn't want to get fun. creamer because it has to be refrigerated. So I was like, right. oh, you can add this to his pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. It'll be nice and pumpkin y. All things that disgust me, but my brother loves them. <laughs> That describes Kim. All things that disgust me, but <laughs> I love her. It's all right. Josh, do you want to go I feel the same now? about yeah. you. Let's see what Kimberly got. No, nope, that one's shame. shame. Yeah. Nightmares, the dark side of dreams and dreaming. Thank you. Yeah, so it's a book. It's a fun little book. After this, I have a dream that I would like for you to look up. Oh, of oh here, of let course. me see that real quick. Oh, hold on, Josh. I think that that's Kim's bag. (laughs) Here, let me see. Let me look. Maybe I just put that book into her bag. This is why I planned stuff growing up, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, this is Kim's bag. Hey, Kim, you got a lovely book. My own dream. Lovely book. Well, I have to move and get all uncomfortable. Surprise! Okay, so this one's Josh's? Okay, this one's yours, Josh. Okay, this one's mine. What's that one thing? Surprise, surprise! Right. Should I let Josh open? <laughs> open one of the gifts. <laughs> the hell is this? I got a book. Death and the Afterlife, a chronological journey from cremation, quantum resurrection, to quantum resurrection. Good Lord, that's a mouth. (laughs) By Clifford A. Pickover. That's an awesome name. Isn't that a cool looking book? We got that uh, when we went shopping up in. With him away. Yeah, with him. I love it. I thought it was really cool looking. It looks like a fun book. It's all kinds of lores and legends. (laughs) Oh. Thought you might pick out a couple for you us in a future so episode. Well. I think I've said on the podcast if I could choose a job when I pass away, I would want to be a Grim Reaper. But <laughs> no, not a Grim Reaper because I wouldn't be very Grim. I'd be, you know, I feel like it's such a bad, dark creature that has to do it. Where I'd, as if it was me, I'd be, hey, honey. Oh, you did. Come on, let's go. It's fine over there. Let's you go. Dead. You did. You did. It's a Scooby Doo shirt. I almost got this one. I'm so glad. I had, I had to stop myself Ooh, from cute. several impulse purchases. Love it. Love Thank it. You. And what are these? They're Scooby Doo pants. 
They're PJ pants. pants. I love them. Thank you. I'll wear this on our New Year's episode. There you go. We'll pretend it's midnight when we record. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> I mean, I have to bring pajamas up here. Oh, that'd be fun. Have we'll to. have to wear we'll pajamas. Well, at least you, you guys have, have blankets that you can put yeah. in. Yeah. Our golden girl that? blankets. Yeah. Look at us. We're just live planning our future episodes. Right. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I love them. <laughs> yeah, fun. I thought those blankets were so cute. Y'all don't know me so well. I'm All always right. cold, so you got me stuff to keep you warm. Oh, I'm my antlers on. I really don't have much of room. See, Kim, I don't she, have much space around here. Kim just staying horny today. Oh, no. oh look, Kim, it's a book. It's oh, a my book. Oh, my goodness. What kind of book it's is an, that, Kim? It's nightmares. Oh, so oh sudden. Gosh. Are you surprised? I am very surprised. Isn't it a cool cover? That is really cool. It's a cool cover, I thought. You picked that out, too. And that it's book the perfect store, didn't you? I bet you hit it. Like, I did. You did? Same bookstore. Mm-hmm. He's sneaky. You wouldn't think. No, but I'm telling you what, we saw a big old, well. I'm intrigued already. Listen, I got a little story for you. Hello. It is a big penis sucker. So the store has those, right? But there's a story that my friends here in town like to tell. There is a gay guy who is a part of the fringe group, and they all flew together. I think they went to Hawaii together. Well, on the way back, one of them had one of those suckers that he bought in his, like, carry-on. And, you know, when they were going through security, his bag got flagged. And they're like, oh, my God, what's that? Because he had one of the huge ones. Oh, jeez. And so they they pulled his bag out. And our gay friend was like, oh, it's a cocksucker. (laughs) And the security guard was not having it. He did not think that was funny whatsoever. It's an accurate description. The guy's like, it's a what? He's like, it's a cocksucker. And the guy's like, so straight-faced. And our friend was like, you can lick it if you want. (laughs) Sounds like something you would say. I know. I I watched a TikTok the other night. Somebody had taken a double-headed one and put it in somebody's bag and they got flagged. And it was a gay guy that, for security, that opened it. He opened it up and peeked in it and just looks and just gives him a real bad smirk. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was really funny. Imagine what I'm going to do to Kim the next time we fly. Lord, people Can got some disposable income. Those are not cheap. <laughs> I bought this. This is mine. Oh, okay. There went my antlers. What is this? I wish I had some place to set something around here instead of All I my see cubby. behind her is table. Right. <laughs> the largest desk. The largest desk in the world. <laughs> it says produce. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Producer Kim. <laughs> well, we know what shirt she's going to be wearing for the next two weeks. Right. <laughs> Every time we record, I'm going to have it on. And then a cup that says producer. Only because effing miracle worker isn't a real title. <laughs> that is so true. So true. Although that is I think awesome. Josh and I are pretty much near perfect. I don't think that you have to oh, really yeah. do much to us. That's only that's I only have to take at least a whole day to do one episode. That's because you're now in these episodes. She has Kim. to censor me. That is not true, sir. All right. Thank you, Josh. Or Shane. That was, mine. that was yours. All right. 
I had to thank what I got you. I forgot everything. <laughs> it's been so long. Josh is like, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm surprised too. Oh my gosh. It's trash. Yay, decoration. <laughs> Yay. Look at it. A snuggy hat. Cute. That way you can crochet and stay oh, warm. Yeah. Which is so nice. Or she yeah, can nice. edit and stay warm. Because all I ever yes. hear from her is while she's at home, I'm so cold. They're good in the car, too. I'm in so the winter. Cold. Uh, in our mini travels. Our travels. Oh, a migraine mask. <sighs> that is nice. I, this will definitely get used because I have them quite frequently. I know we're not the easiest people to be around all the time. We're, we are quite a lot. <laughs> no. Yes, there's there's Just, more. That's Use your little bitty arms oh, and dig deeper. Oh, booty. Oh, how cute. They're cute. infused with lavender. And you can put them in the microwave. Warm your little oh, toes they up. they smell really good. So cute. Thanks, Josh. We are not letting Kim have headaches or be cold this winter. You're going to be so comfortable. I am going to be so comfortable. And if you have any dreams, now you can read the book. I I mean, I got one I'm going to look up, so. Well, there you go. And and then you can report back to us on what that dream means. Just want to say this is a lesson for all straight husbands out there. If your wife complains, not tonight. I have a headache. There you go. Get her stuck like this. (laughs) I will get your migraine. Yep. (laughs) Yep. See me. Win-win for both. <laughs> I, love, I love the cup. Producer Kim. <laughs> that is too good. Too now I'm excited to see what we got on our gag guest. I know. Yeah. For our last episode. Yep, and that's wait. the episode. Merry right. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> now let's run this episode right. through so we can see what we got on our other ones. <laughs> I can only imagine. And even then, it's probably way off. Right. It used to be easy to guess what people got you for Christmas because you knew it would be from one of the stores that you already go mm-hmm. to. But right. thanks to online shopping, it's anybody's guess. I know. <laughs> I know. So I found a little fun Christmas story, a little innocent fun Christmas story oh, thank God. over the week. And I wanted to share it for all of our listeners for Christmas. I was telling Kim, I hope he doesn't have a a gruesome story because it's going to look real weird him telling me <laughs> that. Dressed like an elf. And then he cut the body up. <laughs> oh, no. It just happened to be someone dressed up like an elf. So funny. So for this little Christmas story, this isn't my mystery, just so we're aware. This is just a little fun Christmas story. So the Christmas story goes like this. After school, Timmy was digging through his father's closet. What are you looking for? His father asked, taking in the mess. I'm seeing if you have a magic hat, Timmy stated, throwing a blazer out of the closet, adding, We watched Frosty the Snowman at school today, and they used a hat to bring him to life. It looked just like that hat you wore to Grandma's birthday. With a knowing smile, the father looked at his boy. You want to see if my top hat will bring our snowman to life? His father asked affectionately. No, the boy responded as he looked into a shoe with his hand. I want to try it on my Optimus Prime. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is totally something that I would have done. Screw, screw, screw Frosty. Right. Let's see if these Transformers come right. along. Let's screw. I'm going to put it on my Barbies. <laughs> That's what I've done to No, I would have put it on the G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. Now dance. <laughs> I would have put it on the G.I. Joes. It's the only reason I played with them. Don't you notice every time I'd give them back, they'd have their clothes off? <laughs> They had Barbies on instead. <laughs> Josh always did play with Barbies and horses. Oh, yeah. I was a horse and unicorn gay. Mm-hmm. Still am. I have <laughs> several unicorns in my room. Yeah, they were always perfected. Like at grandma's house, they always had their hair always perfect. Oh, yeah. I was not one of those cut them up and draw on them. I'm like, <laughs> they are people, too. They right. have feelings. Right. Yeah, oh, I remember it. the good old days. <laughs> Our dad used to take us to Kmart. We'd both go to the toy section, and we'd start off in the boy, and then I'd go towards the girl, make sure nobody's <laughs> coming, go down. Like, oh, I want all of these. <laughs> Someone's coming, I'd sneak back to the other aisle. Oh, lost in this aisle. <laughs> Grab me a Barbie and then go take a stroll down the men's underwear aisle. It was good old time. <laughs> This was before the internet. Had to make do with what we had. <laughs> All right, Josh, do you want to give us your mystery? Yeah. I'll start off with a joke, though. Okay, go ahead. I have multiple. What do you call an elf wearing earmuffs? Whatever the hell you want, he can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Christmas Day. As we all snuggled in our beds last night, waiting for Santa to come down our chimneys, some of us might have been greeted by an unjolly Christmas creature instead. Uh-oh. Not just one, but there is actually a plethora of anti-Santas who exist to punish those of us who are naughty. I remember lying in bed waiting for Santa to come. Then there was an awkward silence as he got dressed and left. <laughs> I'll start with a pretty well-known one and work my way down based on how much I've heard about them. Our first one's name is Krampus, and although scary, with a tongue like that, I can just close my eyes. While Santa brings all the good boys and girls gifts, Krampus will find the bad ones and whip them with his birch switches and put them either in a bag or a basket that he has on his back if they're bad enough. He will then, depending on where the story originated, take them to hell, eat them, or drown them. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Seems a lot more effective at keeping kids from misbehaving than getting coal in their stocking. I'm just saying, if our family had that tradition, I would have been the most well-behaved child. I ain't messing with Krampus. Krampus is a half-man, half-goat being with horns a really long red tongue, and hairy hooved legs. He is covered in fur and gigantic. He originated in the eastern and alpine folklore of Europe, which predates Christianity, making him older than Santa. He now has chains, but didn't originally. When early Christians were converting others, they would often shape the old beliefs of people they were trying to convert to help them acclimate better. They saw Krampus as basically the devil, so the chains were added to symbolize the binding of Satan. 
Krampusnacht is on the 5th of December, the night before the Feast of St. Nicholas. His name comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. In some stories, he rides along Santa on his sleigh and takes care of all of us on the naughty list. Others believe he is the counterpart of St. Nick, and his birch twigs reference the Dutch legend when the real St. Nicholas came back from the dead and nearly beat a bishop to death with birchwood. Today, there is an annual Krampuslauf, or Krampus Run, that takes place throughout Austria, Germany, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic, and Hungary, where people dress as Krampus and get drunk, running around the parade poking people with sticks and scaring them. Doesn't sound like a bad time, although I did learn that a lot of times they're trying to find better ways to do that run because some of the men dressed as Krampus get a little too drunk and take their jobs a little too seriously, so they're like starting fights and stuff with people. (laughs) There have been traditions of men dressing as devil-like creatures and parading down to remove the ghosts of winter in parts of Europe for the past 1,500 years. And there are also many variations of Krampus. Some believe it is an entire species instead of just one creature. And others have a female version of it. Speaking of the female version, that's our next Christmas creature. Her name is Frau Perchta, and she is described as a woman or witch who goes around during the 12 days of Christmas, which I learned is the 25th of December till January 6th. Mm. I thought it was just song lyrics. (laughs) She will reward those who are good, but if you're bad, she makes Krampus look like child's play. She will cut open the stomachs of the naughty children, remove their guts, and stuff their bellies with stones or hay. Talk about rearranging these guts. She was once known as a goddess in alpine paganism, and in some tales, she has two forms. She will appear as a beautiful woman or a haggard and aged Sorry, Kim. Depending on how good a person has been, I saw an opportunity and I took it. Thanks. If the children are good, she will come in her light form and leave a silver coin in their shoes, which is where stocking stuffers might have originated. If they're naughty, it's the old slice and dice. She would also do that if you ate something on the night of her feast day other than the traditional fish and gruel. Take me now, Perchta, because I wouldn't be eating that. Mm. I like fish. But with some gruel. I don't know what gruel is. (laughs) It's like a soggy, nasty oatmeal. Like no no flavor and just porridge. She did have a cult following up until 1468 when it was condemned. And today in Austria, she is said to wander... Howen Salzburg Castle in the middle of the night and is still part of their traditional festivals. And the last mysterious little critters that I learned about are called, help me Lord, Kalikankanserol and are small ghoulish creatures who are said to live underground. For most of the year, they remain there, just hacking away at the Tree of Life in an attempt to cut it down and make it. The apocalypse happened. Rude. They come to the surface during the 12 days of Christmas when the sun stops moving and bring with them tricks, mischief, and trouble for humans. On the 6th of January, the sun starts moving 
and the Kalinkansarol return underground to find that all of their hard work at cutting the tree has been reversed, and the tree had healed itself. So, they began to hack away again until the next 12 days of Christmas. There are multiple descriptions of them depending on what region you're in. Hairy bodies, horse legs, boar tusks, or as small humans with a foul odor and a large protruding Klingenspritzer. Some Greeks even see them as tall, black, and hairy with glowing red eyes, donkey ears, or monkey arms. Boy, this is a lot different than Santa (laughs) Claus, I swear. It's a good way to get kids to listen. We got NyQuil, I mean. (laughs) Right. They also have long black tails, are mostly blind due to their living underground, speak with a lisp, how rude, (laughs) and eat frogs, worms, and children. Those are some of the dark holiday creatures that I found interesting and mysterious. For those joining us on Unmasked, I have another big hairy creature. And no, I'm not talking about my date tonight. (laughs) Those are my little Christmas critters. Are you sure it's not already chained up in your room? Well, that was my date this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I'm in such a good mood? All right, guys. So for my mystery, I'm going to take us to December 18th. 1996. I was there. I know. Josh and I were pretty young. I would have been seven. Yeah. Josh would have been six. Newly. <laughs> Just six. Amber would have been like six months old. Oh, very Aww. nice. Little baby. And Emily wouldn't have been even thought of She's yet. She's still picking peanuts. Oh, good yeah. times. Good times. So the caretaker at Pleasant Valley Memorial Cemetery, and I believe the town's name is... Annadale, Virginia, is making his normal rounds that day, and he comes across an unsettling scene. As he enters the children's section of the cemetery that's known as Babyland, something sticks out. It's a body. Oh. On a blanket, next to the body, is a green Christmas tree. One that's only eight inches big, so it's a small Christmas tree. And it's decorated with gold ornaments, red ribbons, and small white flowers. Also nearby is a cassette player with a comedy set. And the comedy set was called The 2,000-Year-Old Man. There's also a flask of brandy, a backpack with more comedy sets, like Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Redneck If... Two juice bottles, a red scarf, and a roll of masking tape. They would later find out that this was a woman. And I will also let you know that the cassette player, I believe that the headset was on her. She was wearing a medical bracelet that said no code DNR, which stands for do not resuscitate. And it also said no penicillin. She also had on two clip-on earrings, a small gold guess watch with a mesh band, a 14-karat gold ring with four jade stones. And in her pocket, she had two notes. The first note was to the coroner, and the second note was to the cemetery. 
and both of the notes contained $50 in them. The notes said that she had taken her own life and that she did not want to be identified and she didn't want an autopsy. The notes also said that she wanted to be cremated and there was also a poem that was typed. They believe that she had written the poem. Well, of course, this was a mysterious death, so they're going to do an autopsy to figure Mm -hmm. out how she died. Well, when they did the autopsy, they found out that she did drink the brandy that they had found with her. She had taken Valium, and they also had found out that she had a plastic bag that had been on her face, and there's not a lot written about how the plastic bag was on her, but one report said that it was taped around her neck, which I find very bizarre. But anyway, so the plastic bag was taped around her neck, secured. She was wearing a teal Eddie Bauer hoodie jacket, size medium. She had on a navy blue sweater, size large. A red sweater, size extra large. A red sleeveless silk shirt, size petite large. Red blue knit wool pants, size large. Knee high stockings a white bra, white Fruit of the Loom underpants, size 6, and black loafers, size 7M. I assume that's like 7 medium, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) All of the clothes were a brand that Nordstrom sells, which is a high-end department store. Now, she was a Jane Doe, and she became known as the Christmas Tree Lady because of that small Christmas tree that was found right next to her body. And that Christmas tree was found on just a little blanket that was right next to her. And she would remain a Jane Doe for 25 years. Oh, wow. I know. And no one ever knew who she was. But in July of 2022, detectives finally were able to match her DNA to family members. And they found out that her name is Joyce Marilyn Meyer Summers. And they were able to speak to her family members. And her family had said that they hadn't seen their sister since the early 1980s. Joyce was born on July 13th, 1927. She was the oldest sister of three girls and two boys. They all grew up in Davenport, Iowa. She attended Iowa State University before she moved to Los Angeles. Then she got hired by Seventeen Magazine. In the 1950s, Joyce changed careers and became a second-grade teacher. She seemed to have struggled with the demands of the job. And I can imagine that it would have taken a toll on her mental health because, I mean, I can't imagine keeping up with a bunch of second-graders myself. But she started seeing a psychiatrist. And at that time is when she started distancing herself from her family. At some point around that time, there was a big argument between Joyce and her mom. Joyce, in that argument, blamed her mom for the issues that she started having in her life. That's when the separation between Joyce and her family started to really happen. Every once in a while, they would receive a letter from Joyce, but not very often, and even that started to fade. In the 1960s, Joyce moves to Seattle, Washington where she met and married a man named James Somers. 
They divorced in 1977, and her family didn't know about that marriage or even about James. So now Joyce is in her 50s. She heads south to Tucson, Arizona. And by the early 1980s, she moves into a trailer park. Joyce invites her family to come visit her at that trailer park. And all of her family came. While there, Joyce asked her family if they would help her build a home because she didn't like staying in a trailer. But the family, they weren't in a position to help. They weren't very well off. After that visit, that's when Joyce and her family never spoke again. By the early 1990s, her family started to try to get back into touch with her. They started getting worried because they hadn't heard from her. Her brother goes back to the trailer park, but the place is abandoned. All her brothers and sisters all pull together their resources to hire a private investigator to try to find her. And that private investigator is able to trace Joyce to the East Coast, but ultimately he's not able to locate her. And during the actual police investigation after her remains are found, the police figure out that at some point in time she moves to Alexandria, Virginia sometime in the early 90s. And that's really the last place that anyone can trace her until she ends up in that cemetery. At the time of her death, Joyce was 69 years old when she was found. So the ultimate question was, is it suicide or was there foul play involved? Now, some do point that she's wearing such nice clothing and they wonder where the rest of her money could have gone to be wearing such nice clothing. Now, one of the things that I'll point out is, yeah, that is really nice clothing. You know, that you can buy at department stores, but Josh and I know dang well you can buy some decent clothes that used to be bought from department stores at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ Maxx, Goodwill, yeah, it's always away. And so, like, even when you know we didn't have a lot of money growing up, like our mom and aunts, you know, would go to Goodwill, and you could always find clothes that was once name brand and very expensive at goodwill that wasn't in good shape anymore we found several hundred dollars there that one time (laughs) we did wait what yeah we did we were at the goodwill in muncie the when they just had the one and shane and i were you know we just we liked little like fanny packs and stuff and we opened one up and it was full of several hundred dollars wow mom you know we were real like Christian children. So we're like, we have to turn this in. Mom was like, okay, I will. <laughs> she took it up there, but she didn't turn it in. <laughs> oh, I'm thankful. <laughs> so that was our Christmas that year. Right, <laughs> right. But it's such a bizarre case, too, because she's wearing such nice clothing. She didn't seem like she wasn't dressed or by appearance, you wouldn't think that she was homeless. And it never came out that police were able to trace you know, how she got there or, you know, clearly they didn't find a vehicle. Didn't seem like someone dropped her off for a long time. She remained a Jane Doe. And after she was identified, they eventually they're able to trace her back to Alexandria, Virginia. But even then nothing comes out about, you know, like, did she own a home that she sold? Those answers have never been answered. That she has could have never also been got out. her, she could have also got her clothes from, Rummage sales. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's just a big question mark on was she murdered? Did someone just take all of her money and leave her in that state? It is kind of bizarre that, you know, ideally, if you do kill someone, you would not want an autopsy. You would right. want them to become cremated. So, you know, that's one thing. Of that's course, what, like, makes me think right, foul, that it was play foul play. Is, yeah. um, I don't want an autopsy and I want to be cremated immediately. Like, yeah, normally when you're committing suicide, you don't think about those things. Like I'm those right. aren't. How long did it take them to find her after she was dead? It was basically the next day. Or the next day. Yeah, but another thing is, you know, she leaves a hundred dollars in in total, and that of course wouldn't have paid for even the cremation. Right, like a tip. Yeah. So it's not enough money for any of those costs. So it's. A lot of questions, a lot of, you know, the mystery is still there. However, they did rule her death a suicide, and her cause of death was determined to be suffocation because of the bag that was secured around her neck. I think that for me, the part that's weird is that it was taped, you know, it's just, it's just so bizarre. I don't know that I would have ruled it a suicide. I would, I think I would have kept it as undetermined. Were there any it, bruises on her or anything of a They never released anything about any of that any I of mean, those if, details. You know, if someone's trying to tape a bag over my head, I'm gonna have some some marks right. from fighting yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, it kinda goes back to the the mystery that you had on the last one, you know, about the guy being drowned, whether he did it suicide or whether somebody did it. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, you put that on your head. Your natural instinct when you start running out of air is to take it off. Right. So you have right. to really be determined to do it, and to it's, do it. Yeah. You know, a plastic bag, if someone's forcing you to do it, even if it's around your head, you can just... Right. Oh, yeah. oh no, full jet light. Right. Yeah. It, Mysterious. It's, it is. It's a very, very bizarre thing. <laughs> and I also wanted to bring it up because if she did commit suicide, such a sad story. Right. You know, so I just wanted... You know, I can just understand want people the, to remember her. The baby land, like, that's a calming place to come yeah. You know, hey, I'm going to be amongst these babies in a minute. Who well, Who better else to greet you on the other side than a whole bunch of babies? Yeah, but then again, if you've ever been to baby land, it's a very sad place to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a very sad place at the cemetery because you're just like, oh, all these babies died yeah, they had, before they could live. Had no chance yeah, to. Yeah, it's a very sad place of the cemetery. It's not a happy place to go. I guess I just have, because we played at the cemetery, and I always played around the baby land because I felt bad they didn't have nobody to play with. Yeah, but we were also young and, you know, right. didn't experience... Loss. At- yeah, like, you know, people losing children didn't quite get that concept. But someone at... 69 would have you know felt that and understood that so and she never had any children no she had never had any children not that anyone knew or you know knew about the problem is of course you know her family didn't even know that she had once been married but they know that her and her previous husband did not have children together so yeah very very bizarre very bizarre weird. mystery. Is that something they would be able to tell in an autopsy? Yes. Like if a woman's had children yes. at all in her life? I well, was just she, had, she had a weird scar on her stomach. And at first, the scar made them think that maybe she had a C-section. Mm-hmm. However, nothing ever came out that police changed their mind on that. But evidently, they forgot. I don't know. Initially, it was the when 90s they, thing. Right. Initially, 
when they found her, people thought that it was a C-section scar. And so that was a sign that she had a child at some point. But then when she was discovered, when her identity was discovered and they were, you know, they found out that she had been married, but she had no children that seemed to have just, Oh, that's probably not accurate. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, bless her heart, poor thing. Yeah. It makes you wonder if she had surgery, you know, something taken out, gallbladder. I don't know where. Uh, the scar, the, I mean, yeah, but that's a different type of scar, you know. I don't I've know. had I've my never... I've had my appendix burst, and it's still not a scar that someone would confuse with a C-section. Yeah, scar. but this is the nineties. They just hacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she, she yeah, could have but... had a like an eptopic, eptopic pregnancy too. Sure. To where. Yeah. It was in her fallopian tube, and they had to go oh. take it out. Yeah, and and detectives would be able, to, surely, would be able to get those records from her medical records well, too, think. to be able to figure that out. But I, I don't know. For they me, they would be able. They would really know that in an autopsy too. Anyway, if she had a fallopian tube missing, yeah. or if she had, you know, some kind type of a female. Well, bless her heart. Mm. I just, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, darling, wherever right. you are. I right. hope you're at peace. Right. All right, Josh, what's your bless your heart? Well, today's story is about a man named Norisco Esibo, a traditional Mayan healer and forest gardener who has dedicated his life to preserving his indigenous culture knowledge of food cultivation, forest management, and plant medicines. He lives on the edge of the Mayan Reserve on the border of Guatemala and Belize. He has witnessed firsthand increased temperatures, drought, and unusual weather patterns caused by climate change. Caused by climate (laughs) change. Dramatic pause. Caused by climate change. The resulting loss of primary forest, biodiversity, and essential plants and changes in the weather and seasons inspired him to attempt to reverse these trends by creating an abundant forest garden as a model, not only for his community, but from the world to learn from. Archaeologists think that the Mayans managed the forest of Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Panama, and Belize for over 8,000 to 10,000 years, developing many of the world's most popular food staples like tomatoes, squashes, Corn, chocolate, and vanilla, all while living harmoniously with nature. Versus what we do today is just basically remove everything from the ground and pump pesticides into it. Right. As the climate crisis around the world worsens with unpredictable weather patterns, we have come in search of solutions from the indigenous people still living the Mayan way. Narciso Esibo Bless your heart, and thank you for doing more than your part in trying to save our planet and make it a hospitable home for the future generations. Oh, very good. He looked like a little sweet little (laughs) old Mayan man, too. And it's very neat. He just, you know, he plants stuff in a way that it would grow naturally and helps benefit the plants around it and Mm. doesn't, you know, remove any trees or anything just plants it and it looks mm. beautiful too. And even on his property, he plants stuff alongside the road so other people in the community can just help themselves. Very nice. Well, do we that's have cool. anything extra? I think that's it. Uh, I'm going to have some uh, for our unmasked episode. I'll have 
more from my mystery with Joyce. And we will also unwrap our our dirty gifts for each other. And we're going to play the Giggle Ghouls Challenge. Okay. Boy. Yes. Well, we want to give a special thank you, Jesus, to our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in podcast. We appreciate all of you and hope that you enjoy Unmasked. Don't forget to comment, too, if you join us on Patreon and you want us to do a Ouija slumber party at Kim's house. Yep, we're at five. Follow Mystery <laughs> Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kim and I go potty. <laughs> Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. You can also join us on Facebook at Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole so we can interact with you all. And we also have our website, itsmysteryinc.com. There you can listen to our episodes, enjoy photos of us, and submit ideas for mysteries or bless your hearts. And if you enjoy listening to Mystery Inc., don't forget we are now on YouTube so that you can see our lovely faces. Please join us there at Mystery Inc. Podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe. There you go. Kim will show you her rabbit hole if you join us on YouTube. Please. You've lost All right, guys, are you ready to start I our really, unmasked episode? I think this is probably the shortest episode we've ever done. Here comes Peter. Oh, oh Kim, you got to push a button. Check oh. a new button. Oh, oh, I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. meant the record yeah. button. I'm <laughs> like, put the gifts back in the present. We got to act surprised again. No, last time we accidentally had one of our extra buttons Your on the board. Your demon voice. Yeah. And so Kim's going to push another one to see what it does. We don't know. Maybe because I know that there are some buttons that will play noises. And evidently, there are some buttons that will change voices. So just push one. We know what the orange one does. We know what the orange one does. Okay, let's do the pink one. Okay. Oh, that's a sensor button. Oh, Oh, it's a sensor. All right, so let's... We got to mark these. Let's sense it. Go ahead, Kim. Mother... (laughs) (laughs) All right, here, let's... That's ridiculous. Kim. Kim, go. Yourself. Here, Kim, you go ahead. You go ahead. I ain't going to be able to do it because I'll cough. Go ahead. <laughs> Eat my big... <laughs> we got a sensor button. All right. I think I need to make a... I'm going to have to make notes on which I <laughs> I gotta wear that sensor button out. Wear that sensor button. <laughs> I think you, it's funnier with the beep. <laughs> you know, it is funny. It is. Kim, you're not gonna give us a sensor. You're not gonna give us a sensor. <laughs> no, she's too nice. I'll start laughing and then I start coughing and, <laughs> and she'll pee Heart and it's a whole well, thing. I'm pee. too nice. Yeah, you son. <laughs> I need one of those in real life. I feel like I'm having that a hot so flash. <laughs> so, I'll run my pantyhose. I first pushed it, I was like, what in the heck is that? <laughs> I did too, but it scared me because the volume was so loud in our oh, headphones. That's so funny. It's like, <laughs> so, don't forget to join us on our next episode to find out what that button do. <laughs> right. <laughs> We'll do the yellow one next time. I'll write it down so I remember which one we're going to okay. do. She got her a little note thing. Yeah, She's got to take thing. a note, putting it to use. All right, Kim. Are you ready? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I thought she was going to say something. I was going to, but he got I, got, I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like scares you because it's so loud. In it my is. Li- it is very loud. That's awesome, though. Here, I'll do one more, and then we can. Okay. If it. And if there are any big muscle daddies out there that would like to <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> it's ridiculous how, <laughs> how entertained we get with uh, no, for a button. little things. A new button. Hot dog. How was your day today? We found a new button. It was great. Right. It was awesome. Now I can't wait. We need to know what the yellow right, one means. Well, another day, another episode. Right. Well, Edge, you can until then. All right. <laughs> that was awesome. I almost well, that said, that love fun. you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Abbott. All right. Let's go ahead and start the Unmasked episode. All right. Well, bye. 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 bye.